Everybody, welcome to a game at dinner, your favorite Marwin podcast. This is episode eleven, the twelfth episode. I'm Rhett, and today I am joined by a very special guest host, Taylor. Go ahead and say hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm a super. Those... Oh, sorry, guest host <laughs> nerves. <laughs> You're all right. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm super new to Marwin. And so I'm really looking forward to getting Rhett's expertise and hearing back from my community who's passionate about Morrowind. Yeah, and for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Taylor is my my good buddy, co-host uh, over at Game Devs Quest. Um, so yeah, we we got some we got some banter, you know. We got some broship. Over a um, hundred episodes of uh, talking together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, the reason that uh, we're here this week is because, well, Marwin was free all week to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the greatest game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited about that because I've had uh, Marwin on my wish list on Steam for a couple of years and I've never pulled the trigger because I thought it'd be lower than what it was yeah and i and i also have like the five disc copy or whatever yeah. it is of marwind but nowadays like i installed it maybe six months ago but you have to have the cd put in your disc drive for it to be able to run and my laptop doesn't have a disc drive so i have to use like this little external one and it's super annoying so yeah. i was really excited that uh if you went to bethesda.net and did their little game launcher they gave it away for free, so I picked that up, and uh, I'm excited to get in and start playing the best game ever made. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild that like you never pulled the trigger on it, but I mean, have you played much of it at all in the so, past? Yeah, my like, Elder your... Scrolls backstory basically is I started with Oblivion. Um, which I guess was probably, what, 2006 when that came out? Um, yeah, probably those about. I got, like, my first ever gaming PC at the time, partially because I heard Oblivion was going to be, like, the most mind-blowing game. And so I played through Oblivion, loved it. I know a lot of people think it's one of the weaker ones in the series. Um, but after that, uh, I think for Christmas that year or something, my parents got me Morrowind. And so I had it back then, and I played it a little bit, not like, not a ton. Um, at the time, RPGs weren't really my forte. I was more of a first-person shooter kind of guy, so I was playing a lot of like Counter-Strike and Half-Life 2 and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, listening to a game at dinner uh, really got me excited about Morrowind especially because it's so rich with lore. Um, yep. So I'm excited to to try it out. However, um, I keep seeing all these articles coming out about ways to kind of make it more modern. Yeah. Because, um, you know, 
two, I think it came out in 2002. Yeah. It's 17 years of aging. Uh, it's going to probably feel a little bit out of date. And oh, yeah. And when I said 25 years, I meant 25 years of Elder Scrolls. Right. So yeah. Uh, I think I misspoke, but... <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but um, anyway... Yeah, there are um, lots. So, what when you're reading about like making it more modern, like what are they recommending to you? Um, well, well there, yeah, there's a couple. There, one of them I think is there. There's a fix for a bunch of bugs that have been found over the years that haven't been patched. Yeah, so um, that's probably the Morrowind code patch. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I'm not sure specifically about what they're talking about, but um, that. So was, there's a couple things. Yeah. If you're interested, I can tell you what some of those bug fixes are. Yeah, I was going to ask you all about what your recommendations were for, you know, sort of a newbie setup to try and make it a more uh, pleasurable experience to not get kind of like bogged down by some of the things that people have maybe complained about over the last 17 years. <clears throat> yeah, so um, the hard thing is that I'm always like really torn between telling people to patch it right away yeah um or to play like the true vanilla experience right and because there's so much stuff that you like you're gonna miss out on in terms of um like in terms of i guess the in jokes and like you know like all that <laughs> sort of stuff uh-huh. like one thing <clears throat> for example is Everybody know if you've played Morrowind, everybody knows how just like crazy and fucked up the cliff racers are. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> which you are talk the about flying that. creatures that descend upon you, and suddenly, like you're walking through this clear area, and you hear the battle music, and you're like, "What? What's going on?" And you look up, and there's one cliff racer, <laughs> and by the time you kill that one, there's like a dozen on you. You know, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a stupid, funny thing now at this point. Yeah. Um, but that was a code error that was fixed with the Morrowind code patch. Okay. And what's what I really love about it, and I told I was uh, talking to Joshua Chu about this on Twitter because he has been sort of playing Morrowind for yeah. like the first time. He, so he tweeted the other day, and I like it was right after I picked up Morrowind for free, and he was like, "Just finished Morrowind and all of its expansion packs. Feel so dark and lonely." <laughs> mm. I was like, "What? Oh, that's sad. That makes me." wonder you know should i be playing this i'm i don't know i don't know what yeah. the ending is like but it sounds depressing you should be, bro. or or maybe he's uh he's just experiencing withdrawals because he just completed such an epic adventure you know it is epic yeah um but that's Anyways. one of the things i was telling him because he was just talking about cliff racers or whatever and so what's funny to me is that it was literally a coder they accidentally put a zero in um <laughs> after a one <laughs> oops and they wrote it into the lore of the game so if you've played Skyrim there's a mission i don't remember i think it's like more of a side mission where you end up going into the soul cairn which is like where souls are um stored for like soul gems and things like that and it's like another realm another mm-hmm. plane and in there, you can meet a character whose name is Saint Geob. And Geob, or Geob, he is the first character that you meet in Morrowind. Oh, okay. And he talks, it's the same voice actor, you know, he's the one who says, like, wake up. 
there you go. You've been oh, dreaming. Oh, the dude on the boat? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny. I've heard them say we've reached Morrowind. I'm sure they'll let us go. You know, that guy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he's in the Soul Cairn, and he's a, a, like Saint Jeeb. And his backstory is that he was on Morrowind, and he like eradicated all of the cliff racers on Morrowind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, which I just think is really great. Anyway. That's funny. Because uh, I think Skyrim takes place like 400 years after Morrowind or something like that. Maybe more, but... But he's still alive? Well, he's in the Soul Cairn. Oh, I gotcha. So his soul is, is alive or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun thing. But anyway, so the Morrowind code patch fixes that by erasing that zero and makes the cliff racers normal. The other thing is that like wildlife is supposed to like not aggro onto you and like attack you all the time um unless they're sick with the blight disease and for some reason as the game stands in vanilla mode like they attack you all the time um so you like have to kill your way through wildlife a bunch of times and that's just like not how it's supposed to be so they in the code patch they have like a toggle called passive and healthy wildlife and they only attack you if they're sick you know oh okay so that's kind of a nice little addition. And then there's some other things in the patch too. Um, yeah. they close some like exploits. They make some like weights more realistic, uh, weights for items because like, as it stands, you could like carry so much like alchemy ingredients and all of this type of stuff. And it's just like, if you're really, really invested in the realism, it's like a little, like, I guess, um, you know, bre- breaking of, uh, immersion, so it actually makes it a little bit more difficult in terms of like your uh weight limit. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um yeah, so if if you're interested, the one that I uh saw most commonly is from Rock Paper Shotgun. Yeah. Um Morrowind Essential Mods. And so what it says about that's the first one it it references is Morrowind Code Patch. It says it tinkers with the main executable to clear out some ancient bugs overcome old ram caps and improve mod support yeah so um yeah hmm yeah i don't know if yeah i don't know if the the ones he recommends are really what are like the essentials but there's that one and then there's some graphics ones there's morrowind graphics extender xe um yeah I don't know if that's one that I had. The, it um, sounds like the main thing is that it uh, changes the draw distance fog yeah, uh, and all that kind of stuff to make it... Cause you could see some pictures he has above where yeah. it's like the original, the fog is so limiting and then yeah. with the patch you can see really far, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, th- I will say that like the view distance is like part of what makes the world feel big. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> because it's kind of like, it is a little annoying, but it's part of like what makes the world feel like really alien and all this sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do recommend like patching and fixing the view distance a little bit, but too much. And you suddenly become aware of like how dense everything is packed into the Island. Gotcha. And it's kind of like immersion breaking again. Hmm. 
Um, I haven't used the graphics extender that he recommends, or that this person recommends, rather. Um, yeah. But um, M-G-E-X-E. I use Morrowind Graphical Overhaul, and that adds, like, high-res textures. It, like, cool. changes the face textures and the clothes textures, the armor textures. It changes everything. makes it look really nice. And then gotcha. there's a bunch of extra things that you can add. Um, you can add, like, richer foliage and things like this and, it and like, change the water texture. Do all these things. And it makes it look, to me, uh, almost as good as, like, Skyrim on low graphics. Oh, okay. Nice. But everything is everything's a lot more, like scripted and clunky still yeah right but it looks pretty good so he has like an another one paired up with the uh morrowind graphics extender called Uh morrowind enhanced textures which does basically what you just said yeah um what was the name of the one that you recommended graphical overhaul so it's called mgo okay cool um so that's one worth looking at. But this one, I mean, the MGE looks a lot newer. The yeah. file size is a lot smaller. So, like, I don't know. You might try it. Um, cool. And then there's also, like, a couple of, um, like, I don't know what you call it, but, like, gameplay changing mods as well. Yeah. So, like, one that I have is called Rebirth. Uh-huh. And that's a fun one because it, like, adds stuff to the world. It adds new locations. Oh, it wow. adds It, like, changes the layouts of some of the cities. Um, and I would recommend that after playing, you know, yeah. kind of regularly. But um, it's, like, makes the game so fresh if you've played it a whole bunch. Right. Because the core game is still there. Nice. Um, but, yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, the the only other one he mentions, which yeah, don't use it. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna say that. No, I, it, and I think it's fucking stupid that for some reason, like this, it actually really bothers me. And I wasn't planning on using this, um, but I do remember playing that, like playing right. it back in the day, and being like, "Why isn't my sword hitting?" And so this one is called Accurate Attack Mod, which sidesteps Morrowind's notorious per-attack invisible dice roll system, in which yeah. a hit that visibly connected can be treated as a miss. But Yeah, visibly connected. So here's the thing, man. You're playing like a role-playing game, and it's yeah. all dice-based. Right. It is. Everything is random number generator. Right. Um, yeah, it kind of like is their way of dealing with you sucking at first. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to deal, like here's the thing. Yeah, the game is hard at the beginning. Then you get better. <laughs> and the game it becomes easier to kill stuff and right. you become you can literally become as powerful as a god. You can punch a god in the face and kill him with yeah. one punch. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration of what you can do in this game. You yeah. cannot do that in Skyrim. Right. Skyrim you run around and it's a combat simulator game where you sneak around and y- you're rewarded for standing in the shadows and stealth attacking people and critting them and shooting them with bows. And then <clears throat> and then it turns out the only way to play the game is like a stealth archer 100% of the time. Like <laughs> if if you're into like min-maxing and like trying to optimize right like and the yeah. same thing happens in oblivion and everybody bitches because they went and got their 100 percent chameleon you know outfit and they're like it's so game breaking it's like okay well you don't have to do that 
anyway, I'm pretty bitter about it. But anyway, I wonder. Yeah. Do you know if there's a um, a Skyrim mod that incorporates this system RNG. into that? Yeah. I don't know. I've never looked. Um, I've used some Skyrim be... mods that have made the game a lot more fun for me. One of which is one that just sidesteps the whole intro to the game, and you can start yeah. in different areas with different gear, right. which is fun. And then there's a couple things. Like, the survival mode mod is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. But I don't know. And I don't know if I'd want to play Skyrim that way, because they don't even have the stat system in base uh, in place for that. Morrowind's stat system is so robust that... Um, everything can be RNG and be supported. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, just looking at... Like, I can't remember how many stats are in Skyrim, but there's, like, almost twice as much in Morrowind. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that, that's probably has to do with them wanting to make it more mainstream, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. that's the same direction they went with uh, Oblivion. And, in fact, like, Skyrim, like, there's no... Like jump, like jump height is all the same. I think like speed, like there's no like speed changes unless you have like special boots or something. Um, There's just a lot of stuff that's kind of disappointing. Um, not to get off track, but there's a couple other things in the news about Elder Scrolls. Let's hear it. Um. Yeah, so Elder Scrolls Blades, which I know everyone's going to shit on, uh, it's in early access. So I actually installed it, uh, and (laughs) the mechanics are kind of interesting, and it looks pretty good. However, they basically, like, you get this upfront story where they tell you, you know, what the game's going to be about, and then you fight one guy, they sort of demo the mechanics, and then you get to this splash screen that says, like, you know, due to, like, the high number of people that want to play this game and us wanting to make sure that it's a quality product, only few can actually play the game or something. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, oh, cool. So I just installed this for a one-minute gameplay uh, experience, and now I just have to wait even more. But I guess that's early access for you. Yeah. So, but the <laughs> the mechanics are kind of interesting. I mean, it's from the first person perspective, and you just kind of like press your thumb on the screen yeah. and swipe it, um, and it you know does the the attack. It actually felt fairly natural once I did it a couple times. So I'm curious to see what that'll be like. But I hear that it's riddled with awful uh, pay to play. Uh, stuff so probably won't spend much time on it i just really wanted to see what it would be like so and then uh the other thing uh that came up recently which i thought was pretty funny um there is a um youtuber who's an 82 year old uh woman uh known as the skyrim grandma uh who has like hundreds of Skyrim yeah. videos of her playthrough. And, and she's getting put into the next game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Which I actually, me and Alia, my wife, uh, watched one of her videos and it's pretty hilarious. I love, I love seeing her play and just being like, you know, this just reminds me of how my grandma would play or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause she's I... like, 
Huh? I I love that. It's so funny. It is. Yeah. So if you get a chance, like, go watch at least a video of, uh, what is her YouTube? I think it's Shirley Curry. Uh, yeah, Uh, Shirley something, right? Yeah. Yeah, Shirley Uh, Curry. Um, take a look. It's funny. She'll, like, I watched her do this little dialogue scene, and, uh, you know, the guy, like, tells her something, something that's supposed to be game changing or whatever and she's like i already told you that (laughs) (laughs) like criticizing these npcs it's really funny nice so yep that's cool so uh did you have any other questions about marwin because i can keep going um yeah what uh so like for me with rpgs i typically will just do a standard like fighter class okay um what would be your recommendation for maybe one of the more fun builds slash good for beginners class? Well, so there's two ways that you could do this. And I think to start off really strong, like you want to make sure that you're pairing your race with a good class. And I generally always just like make my own class. Okay. Uh, But the thing to remember is that, like, each race actually gets a significant boost in some skills. Right. So, for example, I think the Dark Elves, they get, like, plus 15 to their starting um, their starting s- stats uh, for Destruction and, like, maybe Long Blade. Uh-huh. And so, and anything that become that you put as a major skill, so you have major skills and minor skills. So anything that you put as a major skill is going to start at 30, at level 30. And anything that's a minor, I think is going to start at like maybe 20. Okay. And then everything else is going to be base, probably like minimum of five and then upwards of like 15. Okay. Um, so if you want to like do maximum long blade, then you put it as a major skill and it puts it at 30 and then you pick a race that gets as high as possible. So uh, okay. I think dark elves and red guards both get plus 15. So it'll be 45 to start with, which is like pretty okay. Pretty good. You know? Okay. Um, nice. So that doesn't mean that you're going to be like hitting stuff like crazy. Right. Um, but it's a good starting place. But that being said, starting that way actually decreases your level cap. Um, because your levels in the game are based on leveling your major uh, and I th- like maybe your minor skills I don't remember but it's based on leveling the skills that you pick um, so and, like and so if, if I... you have a higher starting base for your skills that means that your max cap in terms of your general level your character uh-huh. level is going to be lower because oh, you can I level up less huh interesting yeah um, so does that end up making you actually weaker? Like if I went through and I wanted to just level everything. It won't really deter from the game because you probably won't hit the level cap. What is the um, level cap typically? Well, it ranges. Depends, yeah. Because so if you put all of your major skills as something that you do not get a boost to, uh-huh. it's going to be higher than if you put all of your major skills as something that you do get a boost to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Because every time you... So basically to level up, you have to raise major skills by 10 levels. Like 10 separate leveling instances. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> it's not that complicated, but <clears throat> when you start playing, you'll see it. So like, you know, if you're, if you have athletics as one of these skills and you're running around and boom, it levels up and then you're fighting something and your long blade skill goes up, boom, there you go. So you've got two out of 10 instances of leveling your skills. And then when you get 10, you level up. So obviously oh, okay. if your skill, if your skills start lower, you're going to, your cap is going to be higher. If your right, skills start okay. higher, your cap is going to be lower. That makes sense. Huh. But so it's like a trade-off, right? So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter because I think like, I mean, you can manipulate your stats by the end of the game anyways to like where it doesn't matter, but it's a good way to start the game. So like red guards are pretty good. Um, And then that's the other thing that this game has that the other games don't have are racial powers. Well, I guess all the other ones do sort of have that, but um, racial powers and signs. So like if you want to um, really, really like focus on fighting, like pick a sign that's going to like benefit you or like defend you from magic that's like a good one i can't remember the signs off the top of my head um i guess i have the wiki in front of me but um but like red guard has like their their racial power is the adrenaline rush and it like dramatically boosts all of their stats and allows you to become like a killing machine for like 60 seconds (laughs) oh geez and each, <clears throat> so on top of like starting skills that are really good, each race also starts with different bonus stats. So strength is going to be like one of your chief fighting ones. And I think agility also goes into your ability to not get hit. So okay. Nords, Orcs, and Red Guards all start with 50 strength. So those are going to be like your best fighting ones. Um, and then in terms of agility, Argonians, Wood Elves, Khajiit, Khajiit, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, the Dunmer in general are just, like, a little bit more balanced. Like, the Dark Elves are a little bit more balanced. I think the Imperials are a little bit more balanced. But, like, Dunmers, they get... uh, I think their, like, strength is, like, 40 or something like that, which is, like, your basic starting one. So it's either 40, 50, or 30, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, up 10 or down 10. Right. Um. And so, but like Nords are going to be down in intelligence. They're up in strength, but down in intelligence. Right. Orcs are the same thing. And they're down in personality, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, things like that. What's, uh, what's your favorite that you like to play? Um, or just depends? Well, it depends. I like to go... It depends on like what I'm interested in doing. Yeah. I really like the Argonians just for disease resistance so you don't get the blight when you're doing stuff uh also for their water breathing which is a spell you have to cast which is not like the other games but um and i just like the argonians in general but otherwise i kind of generally do like dunmer just because they're really balanced um and they get that boost to destruction um which i use a lot yeah. Otherwise, Red Guard, because you get that adrenaline rush and you just slay fools. <laughs> nice. But just looking at their boosts and stats also. Um, so, yeah, Red Guards get plus 15 to Longblade, which I think is generally going to be like what you're going to use for your starting stat anyway. And then they yeah. also get boost to Armor. Um, so like heavy armor and medium armor. 
so that you right. can start using those right away. Orcs get plus 10 to heavy armor, and I think they get a bonus like axes. Um, Nords get a plus 10 to armor and a plus 10 to axes. And then Dunmer, that you're going to get a plus 10 to Longblade. And then all of the other classes are going to be like more magical focused. So those right. are the, probably the ones that you really want to focus on. Gotcha. Um, okay. And so if you're just well. going to go Fighter, Nord, Orc, Red Guard, maybe Dunmer. Like Dunmer, you get the balance of like getting some boost to magical ability as well right. if you want to use them, which you should figure it out because it's like the most powerful feature in the game. Yeah, I assumed that would be the case it seems like it usually is um, if you know how to use it yeah so anyway that was like my long ass rant about something that could have been <laughs> really concise but nah yeah it's interesting i i kind of wish that i was a little bit more adventurous when uh -huh. i played these games but i normally for whatever reason will start with just fighter and yeah, then well, my... it's a good way to figure it out yeah yeah and I do is, actually really recommend that to people who want to play Morrowind that haven't. It's like, just start as a fighter, and it's going to be weird when you're missing and you're swinging, and you're like, why aren't I hitting this thing? But as right. you get more powerful, you're just going to start wrecking things. <laughs> and there's some, like, super powerful weapons in the game, you know? Cool. So, yeah. Um, All right, yeah. I have one more question. Okay. And I don't know if you know the answer, but um, this is specifically about uh, kind of making it more modern feeling. Yeah. So I did launch Morrowind the other day, yeah. and I was trying to make it so that the screen resolution was more of like a, you know, non four by three type resolution. Yeah. Um. So my laptop is where I was playing, and it has a four K resolution. So is there some kind, some type of mod or something that makes it so that the resolution fits a little better on, you know, widescreen monitors yeah. that you're aware of? Yeah, I think the overhaul probably does that. The graphics okay. overhaul, or, and upon looking at the graphics extender, it actually looks like something that I might give a try to. Okay. Um, and I think both of those support um, widescreen, widescreen resolutions. Nice. But you, you're going to have to try it yourself. And it's all kind okay. of... The thing with the graphics overhaul is that it is a combination of a bunch of mods Oh, gotcha. So it's like this big file that you freaking download, and then mm -hmm. it actually like will literally take over for you at certain points to make sure that it's clicking the correct buttons and things. Oh, really? And it gets really complicated, yeah. And then you huh. go through, and it and it has a bunch of checkboxes that you can do at one point to chain to fine tune it exactly how you want it. And I think widescreen resolutions is included in there. Nice. I could be wrong. Because it's stupid, but that's always something that I it, it kind of bothers me yeah. with older games is just the fact that you have like the little square in the middle of your monitor with black on both sides. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's not, it makes it less enjoyable for me. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully uh, that helps you take your first yeah. steps into Morrowind. Um, it Sweet. does have the best story of any of the games has the best lore i think it does the best at its overall goal of like <clears throat> i think it has like one of the most original like fantasy settings in a game yeah um you feel utterly alien when you play it if you're focusing on you know 
that if you're focusing on like playing it and like reading the things and like focusing on your conversations and all this like it feels like you're a foreigner yeah um, well and you don't get many fantasy games that are on sort of i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it seems sort of tropical um yeah the, in some ways the landscape yeah there's some pl- like there's some parts that are tropical that are su- there are some parts that are not as tropical um you know there's some swampy areas there's some like deserty areas um but yeah anyways it's pretty epic anyway yeah thanks dude yeah thanks for having me on uh, a game at dinner yeah absolutely <laughs> i guess we're gonna sign off right here yep game devs Hey everybody, welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast, falling two game dev scrubs into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Happy uh, April Fool's, bitches. April Fool's, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was fun, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like, uh, I mean, a game at dinner, I've already said it, but it's a quality podcast and I feel like uh, it needs its revival, so... Yeah. Um, well, there you go. You just yep. contributed to that a little bit. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, should we just uh, get into some <laughs> updates, I guess? Yeah, we could do a little bit. Um, All right. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I got I got some updates. Um, something, one really big one that I'm excited for. Uh, I talked to some of you guys in the Discord. Um, last week I had another interview for a software developer position uh, my current employer and uh, I interviewed on Tuesday uh, interview I was super nervous for it of course and uh, ended up going really well I felt like um, it ended up being a lot of fun because I met with uh, some of the team uh, from the app development team and uh, I don't know I just felt like I had a good vibe with them and enjoyed our conversation they didn't ask too many crazy questions um and oftentimes you know i was like kind of joking with them and they were they were helping me answer questions and stuff uh they had one coding question which was uh write a palindrome checker function so if you pass a string to this function uh check whether or not it's a palindrome and uh answered it i feel like pretty well it was a very basic answer but I was like continuing to go and they were like, I think that's good enough. So (laughs) anyways, I found out on Wednesday, um, that they offered me the job. So, um, pretty excited. They still have to do some background check checks and, uh, reference checking. Um, so it's not 100% official, but it's probably like 95% official. So man, it's uh it's kind of surreal. I've been wanting a software development job for probably six years. I think I really started that process in 2013. So it feels crazy to finally have this opportunity. I'm I'm really excited that in about a month I'll be going to work, working on stuff that I actually want to work on. Um, and I honestly don't think that I would have been able to secure that if there if we didn't have game devs quest so um 
I'm really so we're actually for. doing some some yeah. good in the world. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm really thankful for the fact that we've stuck with it for two years. It's always been something where it's kind of been in the back of my mind, just helping me continue to push forward and program on the regular basis. So uh, I don't know if I would have got there without without you, Rhett, without the podcast, and without the community. So thanks, everybody. I'm going to keep you all updated when I get in there because it's going to be a whirlwind I'm going to have the true beginner's journey on a software development job. So if anybody who doesn't have a software job wants to know what it's like, like your first time, stay tuned. Legit, dude. That's a wholesome update right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Additionally, let's see. uh, I started something new. I really, so one of my biggest goals now, um, because I think we talked about this, like, my two biggest goals before turning 30 were to get a house and to get a software development job. And I think I'm just going to get it. <laughs> Both of those goals because we got that offer in on the house. I got an offer for the job. So now uh, I got to come up with some new goals. And really now that I have uh, an offer in for this job, I just really don't want to mess it up. I want to you know, go in, work really hard, uh, show that I have value. Um, you know, cause maybe it, maybe I suck and it doesn't work out, you know, that would be terrible. So I, I really want to get in and keep practicing, um, making sure I'm staying up to speed. So we talked a long time ago about the app Habitica yeah. and I, this week I reinstalled it. Um, and it's really helped me over the last three days or something. Um, what I'm trying to do is set daily goals, not, not where I'm just like, you know, every single day I do this thing and I just check the box because what happens is you set that goal once and then you kind of forget about it. So I'm trying to make like the conscious effort to think about what I want to accomplish each day and plug it in my to-do list on Habitica and check that off. And also... I'm trying to put in more than I think that I could do um, to make sure that I'm feeling busy and actually accomplishing things. And it's no longer just like work on this thing for an hour. It's literally like complete this app or, you know, complete a ASP.NET Core tutorial and, you know, stuff like that. And so far over the last three days, I've like, my productivity is just like, blown through the roof um so if you guys don't know that app habitica i think it's on ios and android super handy check it out it'll uh it'll get you going so there's my update on that nice dude (laughs) that's cool yeah um let's see a couple more i suppose Oregon Ducks swimming basketball going to the final four, dude. Yeah. First time in program history. So I watched the last two games of theirs and they were really fun to watch. It's insane to me. Like the girls, when they're playing basketball, they're not like the boys at all. They don't like get technical fouls. They're not like, you know, trash talking. They, they do things like buy the book. They 
run plays. And the other thing is that they're insanely good shooters. Like, they make everything. It's crazy. <laughs> like, yesterday they played uh, Mississippi State in the um, Elite Eight. And it was literally back and forth the entire game. Like, one team would be up two, then the other team would be up two, then the other team would be up two, then the other team would be up four, and, like, back and forth the whole time. And it was just crazy because I felt like their shooting percentage must have been, like, in the 60s to 70s percent. Like, it was wild. That's great. (laughs) And also, they're really good passers. Like, I don't know. I saw some crazy bounce passes that they did, which you don't see in men very often. So it was just all around fun. I'm excited for the the girls. I think they have a really good shot at taking the the natty. So we'll see. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Um, all right, one more one more update. <laughs> uh, so a couple weeks ago, um, if you guys remember Wheezy, our kitty outside, uh, we came back from Las Vegas, and she had been rehabbing from her sickness uh, with a, one of our cat people. And they returned her to us, and we let her out. Um I'm really sad, but we have not seen her since. Oh, no. So I'm not really sure what the deal is. Like, we brought her back. Um, We've done this a couple times with her where she's, you know, stayed with other people because of various things and then let her out, you know, right in front of our apartment where she normally is. And then she runs away for, like, a day, and then she'll be back waiting for a meal. But I'm not sure. We haven't seen her. So... We've been walking around the apartment complex up and down our street looking for her, um, putting out food that she likes, all this stuff. I don't know. I, I just kind of wonder if it's maybe she is she has associated the sickness that she had with our location yeah. and doesn't want to like come back to that. But makes me really sad because I was thinking that when she came back, we would end up bringing her to our new house and fostering her until we found her a house or a, a home yeah but i guess she kind of chose she wanted to be feral forever i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it was I a just, conscious choice she's like you know what i want to be feral. i know <laughs> well yeah but it's weird because like she was part of this little colony that we have out here and all of them are still around yeah. and when we let her out they greeted her they like were headbutting her and stuff yeah um <clears throat> So I don't know. I hope she's okay. Hope she didn't like get hit by a car or something. Yeah. Well, you know the other thing is that cats go away to die. So I know. Well, I've thought about that, but like I I don't know. I feel like if she was going to die, she would have done it when she had like a really bad fever and wasn't eating. Yeah. But fair enough. they gave her like antibiotics and stuff. And she started feeling better and started eating. And when I saw her for that short little time when we released her, she looked bigger. Like, she wasn't so skinny. Her fur looked good. So, I don't know. I'm worried, but nothing I can really do at this point. Well, I mean, she's probably all right. I mean, yeah, you never know. Cats are resilient, man. I know. So, anyways, that might conclude our... Uh, kitty adventure I guess we're still uh, we have a couple more around here that need to be trapped and spayed and neutered so we might try to do that before we leave but 
trying not to get as attached because pretty sad. So, all right, cool, <laughs> excellent. Uh, at last update is Risk of Rain two, bro. Yeah. It's in early access. We got copies. You know, what blew me away is that, like, you know, I kept seeing ads for it. And I was like, oh, wow, Risk of Rain 2, huh? And then, like, you literally texted me and you're like, did you buy this game? I'm like, no. Nah. And you're like, good, because I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wouldn't have really known about it except for some peeps in the Discord, uh, Zivix and I forget who else was talking about it. Um, all were talking about it one day. And they're like, dude, yeah, buy one, get one free. I was like, all right, done. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I've read is like, do not play the game solo. Yeah. It's a, you know, they're like, you know, play with a friend. Get a friend. I know. Not solo. That's that's why I got it, dude. That's why I got it for you. Hell yeah, man. Well, you're going to have to stream it. <laughs> yeah. I did play it for, I played like one round. Oh, you betrayed um, me. I know I did. I just wanted to see what it was, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I'm just kidding. Risk of Rain 2 is, uh, you know, 2D perspective, very, you know, uh, pixel art, whatever. Um, and this one is full 3D. Nice. You control your character with WASD and the mouse to aim. So I wanted to see what it was all about. Sweet. It, uh, it did feel pretty good. And they have kind of very similar mechanics where, you, like... You can buy little items and and certain enemies drop items that you could pick up and it boosts your stats and everything. And then there's the little end uh, level boss you have to fight, you have to activate and fight. Um, and it seems like it can get pretty chaotic. It looks but, really good. <laughs> yeah. It was fun for the little bit that I played it, but I did want to save it for when you and I play. Yeah. So we're going to have to do that soon. All of the reviews are very, very, very glowing. Yeah, it's pretty cool because positive. if, uh, you know, it's a similar type of situation in a way, in my opinion, to like the Stardew Valley guy. Yeah. Um, both of which are from Washington because uh, these two guys that made the or started making the game, I don't know if this is the same for Risk of Rain 2, but they the first Risk of Rain, it was just yeah. two... University of Washington kids that uh, made this game together. Now it's successful, and that's what they're doing full time. So it's kind of another indie game success. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of you know that's kind of why I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, we just uh, we do it right and... up here in the PN Dub. That's right. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get on and play some of that. I think it'll be fun to stream, especially when it's brand new. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, um, I guess we're going to sign off and start streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any updates on your end, dude? Oh, not too many updates, man. Um, Did you hear back from your job? No. Interview? Not no. yet. I was supposed to hear back on Thursday. Didn't hear back. Uh, I decided bummer. that I'd, <clears throat> going following this logic, I decided I'd wait till tomorrow before I reach out. Yeah. Um, the logic being that they said, of course, that they're going to get in contact on Thursday with everybody, but I know how things go. So, like, yeah, they're going to obviously, like, push it to Friday and a business. However, things get away from you, and there's a lots of things that I personally forget to do on Friday before I leave work. So, like, first thing Monday morning, 
but obviously like I can't just wait till lunch to do it. I'm going to give him the whole day. <laughs> and if I haven't heard from him tonight, I'm going to email him tomorrow and just, you know, ask about the status. Um, at this yeah. point, I'm sort of just like expecting that I didn't get it because I'm sure they would have called me and, you know, brought me in considering they needed somebody immediately but who know like they could be taking yeah. the time to like really weigh their options they did say that was a possibility yeah i don't, I don't know. know i at this point in with my experience i don't ever really trust the uh we need somebody right now because every time that that's come like come up for me yeah it ends up being like three months later i find something out so yeah <laughs> Well, and that's about usually how it would go for the other things that, you know, for the other jobs and stuff that I would have applied for. But, I mean, they were just like, we need somebody now, you know. Like, yeah. They're in dire straits, you know, it sounded like. Right. So, um, well, and one thing I want to mention is just I think it's um, important to point out that it is okay to ask uh, this for the status. You know, you shouldn't expect – and this happens all the time – you as somebody seeking employment don't hear back you don't hear back don't hear back don't hear back but it is acceptable to ask them for an update yeah. you know um, don't be scared to do that if you're wondering especially if you have other jobs on the line and you need to have a an answer yeah it's uh something you can do so. yeah and i mean you know it's not I don't think that a single employer ever is going to be like you know what this person emailed me like take him off the list Right. <laughs> They're probably going to be more like, oh, this person's really invested in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. so, yeah, I I am a little bit nervous about emailing, but uh, I'm going to do it anyways just to get an answer. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I since last time we podcasted, I've probably applied for like 30 jobs. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've applied for a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm pretty close to the point where I'm probably just going to go back to like hammering at my business full time if I can't make something else happen, which isn't like, it's not a bad thing. It's just that I really want the stability of a regular job for now. And the one that I'm mm -hmm. working in currently is just like, I just can't really do it anymore. I'm like at the point where the, the like environment is like so toxic and, uh, yeah. you know, it's like got to the point where I'm just like dreading going there and they're making it really difficult for a lot of the other employees there, just like purely based a, the business management and everything is just, it's not that good. They let people get away with things that they should not, like an employee stealing um, probably tens of thousands of dollars of cash. And like that person still works there because he's just in with the family that owns the business. Um, huh. and, uh, and then there's uh, also kind of like a poisonous environment being sort of like fermented because of like politics yeah and like most of their employees are hispanic and like one of the top guys like was like shitting on immigrants and stuff like in front of these people the other day like and that just like super fucking pissed me off 
like super like I just wanted to like bitch slap him. <laughs> I was like, who are you? Anyway, so yeah, I'm just kind of I want out. So Yeah. Sounds like that's a good idea. Working on that. Well, um if there's anything I could do to help, let me know. I I think I already know what that thing is. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> your website oh yeah that would be we should a talk huge about help. that yep um but of course you know uh you're throwing me a bone so no no real rush yeah no uh, dude it sounds like fun i like doing yeah. that kind of stuff cool yeah, yeah. Be a that was one. actually one of my uh challenges yesterday because i've been i restarted the free code camp um like course whatever a while back um and i was like all gung-ho on on it for a while and then i just sort of stopped and uh so yesterday now that i have this job i really want to like iron out some of the core skills that i need and so yesterday i was like you know what i gotta finish that there was a responsive design uh path the first section of it and they have you build five websites and i had built four of them and I had completed everything up to that point, and I was like, I gotta just complete that fifth one. So, just knocked that out yesterday. It was pretty fun. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be uh, too crazy to build you a little static website. Yeah. With I mean, because it doesn't sound like you'd want anything too crazy complicated. Just a way to get just, in touch with you. I really want something clean and yeah, not complicated. I mean. It's like looking at some of the other websites and people that are in the same business as me. They're either like way over the top yeah, or just like a little too much. Like yeah. they're clean, they look nice, but maybe like a little bit more. And I don't know. I really don't know what people want. That's the problem. You know, it's like I could, I've, I should do like some market research and like figure it out. But um, do you mean in terms of content or what it looks like? Both. Both. Yeah. You know, well, in terms of what it looks like, I think people just want a website that looks like, you know, a website that they would expect to go to. Yeah. You know, not like riddled with ads and not from 1998 or whatever, you know? Oh, and that's the thing though. Some of them are like very modern websites, but they're just like, they're just busy. And like, yeah, text is on the right side of the screen, then the left, then going down the middle and then like zigzagging. And then like, you've got windows over here and there's like, there's like 50 pages to your website all for like, everybody's exact needs you know it's like oh well, my god and see that's why i kind of designed gamedevsquest.com as a single page mm-hmm. with pretty limited information like our first iteration i had literally every way possible to contact us or yeah. like you know and i just there's no need for that yeah put up the things that most people are gonna want or you know the things that you want your visitors to to look at yep. and call it good. Don't yep. give them a million options. Otherwise they're just going to leave. Yup. Yeah. So, Game Devs Quest I think, looks really good. So thanks. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's pretty key. Yeah. Cool, man. So yeah, let's work it out. I'm excited for it. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's my life. Just applying for jobs. I've applied for jobs in completely different fields. Um, I'm settling. <laughs> <laughs> I just want out. 
Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, one of my guys, he's leaving. He just called me yesterday. He's going to put in his two weeks notice because uh, because he's second generation Mexican and uh, had the uh, one of the owners of the company talking shit about immigrants to his face. So um, there you go. Business. Well, tell them all to quit. Yeah. I don't think they can afford to. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, that's that. Um, we'll see how things go. I'm just got through the halfway mark of uh, my musical, so that's going really well. Uh, it's been fun and groovy. And nice. Hoping that keeps going smooth. Hasn't been too big of a problem. Working with a new music director this time around, and he is like very laid back and very chill and kind of a joy to work for. So <clears throat> nice. Um, yeah, I really look forward to those days, and I get a little bummed when it's Monday and I don't have a show. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you got to get yourself the Habitica app, dude, and just plug in a bunch of stuff. Then you're gonna be busy all day, just accomplishing everything. Hell yeah! Man. Oh, I will say this: <laughs> since I'm uh, I'm playing uh, on your drum set for this show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I only say this so that you know how much use your drums are getting used, but I fucking cracked one of the bass drum hoops, so uh, got to replace that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, I mean, I pretty much consider them your drums at this point, <laughs> so I don't really care. I mean, like, what am I going to do? Ask for them back and then, like sell them for a hundred bucks like well, i don't know hey, now that you got your house bro i know i could set it up that's true we have a good space for it too yeah but, but uh we're gonna set up a gym instead we're gonna get swole oh. well in that case i'm gonna keep playing your drums for the time being <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine but dude. no i thought you'd get a kick out of it because um yeah they are getting a lot of use so um, no, I'm glad, dude. Yeah. The fucking hoop literally broke right down the middle, but I'm going to finish the show and then go and uh, they got the exact size I need a guitar center. So I was just going to finish the show first. Did it crack where the uh, the bass drum pedal? No, no, it was on, on the on other it? side, no? actually. Really? Yeah, no idea how it really happened, but I was setting Dang, up for dude. the show and uh, basically just between two um, lugs. It just cracked right down the middle. It doesn't seem to impact the sound that much, but I imagine that it's probably yeah. not. Well, I mean, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people will even take that head off, you know? So Yeah. I'm not into that. Me really, neither. But... Like, I can, I understand having the open-faced one or, yeah. like, putting a hole there because that's just, like, good for miking and everything, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, not me. No. It just adds like the right ten. You, it just gives you more control over like the tone from the you, you know the front facing uh, head. So yeah, I, I really don't know how the crack is impacting the tone, but I bet you that it probably makes it harder to keep it in tune. That's probably what it's doing. Probably yeah, because yeah. now those lugs are probably super loose. But right, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, we're right about that time. We should probably call this. Um, yep. Hey, April Fool's Day, everybody. Happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> Hopefully you don't mind indulging our little prank at the beginning. Our little prank. It was 30 minutes. Um, it's better than what I was initially thinking, which was that we were going to say we're going to 
Gotta Cancel. stop Game Dev's class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that would have been a dumb prank, Morrowind's a little, a little more fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, guys, we died. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. If you're hearing this, this was our last recording. Yep. Anyways. Pretty much. Cool. Well, right, man. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and pull the plug on this. Uh, hey, anything and everything that you guys need, you can find on GameDevsQuest.com. You want to uh, find our Twitter down there at the bottom we got some cute links down there you want to find our discord down there at the bottom if you want to find more episodes of a podcast hey you can do that from the comfort of gamedevsquest.com um and if you'd like to support the podcast financially you can do so by going to bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen humble you buy something on humble bundle buy yourself something cute you know treat yourself and a little bit of that money gets scraped right off the top, right into our pockets, and right into the pockets of our uh, <clears throat> of our, our host for our website servers and stuff. So um, keeps the lights on. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Taylor? Yep. So I know. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, the one thing that's not on GDQ.com. Actually, that's not the website. Don't go there. Although, is it? I have that. No, it's gamedevsquest.com. We should do like a redirect because I have that. That's a good idea. I have that. Uh, I own that, I think. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So maybe that'll be a thing soon. Don't go to gdq.com at the time being. Go to gamedevsquest.com. And if you guys want to email us, the thing that's what I was going to say, gdq at airpodcast.com. Yep. Until next week, guys, cute ad music. All right. <laughs>